Welcome to the Toronto Until Podcast. I'm Steve, Steve Artibello here with Anthony Harris, Theo Giordano. As always, you can find us at our website, torontoontilt.com. You can find us at our Twitter, Toronto on Tilt, at Toronto on Tilt, obviously. Uh, you can find us on Twitch, where we're streaming live right now, Toronto on Tilt. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, where we're also streaming live right now and where this video will live. So you can go check it out, uh, you know, share, tell your friends, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, of course, just look for Toronto on Tilt on YouTube. And then finally, the audio will be available anywhere that you listen to podcasts. That's Apple Podcasts, that's Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Bleaker, all of the things. Like I said before, you like, you comment, you subscribe. We would really appreciate it. Tell all your friends. Okay, we're doing a uh, AL East preview this week. Uh, I think you guys all know how we feel about the Blue Jays. We'll talk about, like we're going to talk about all the other teams in the AL East and where we kind of Theo's going to pull up the win totals and then we're kind of going to go over how we think they're going to they're going to finish and that's kind yeah, of what think... we're going to go with today is basically yeah. just an AL East preview of how we think this is going to go. Uh, yeah, and then next week we should be doing the full Jays predictions season preview that we did. I think we did that last year. And yeah, most of our predictions were probably right. Well, that was so. we, we did like the guys to watch, Robbie Ray, Marcus Semyon. We were talking about these things. I mean, we didn't predict all of the craziness, but you know, we were there saying what could happen. It was great. Um, yeah, let's get it kicked off. I guess you want to throw let's up the start first one with the class of the division, the Baltimore Orioles last season. Uh, 52 win team. They had like a decent April, if I remember. That kind of like surprised yeah. the team. Just like the year before, where it's like, oh, Baltimore in the short season, yeah. Shit. They 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 turned out to be even worse. Uh, not many additions this off season. Robinson Torinos, Jordan Lyles, Rugnan Odor back Lyles in the division. Is bad. very excited about that. Odor bad. Like, and they lost uh, Fernando at. Dad, that guy who tried to Abad. kill a bad whatever he tried to kill one of our players. I think he is pretty correctly. bad. That's for sure. Yeah, that attitude, that person. He's been out of baseball for a while too. I'm pretty sure. If it's and, the Fernando Abad, I'm thinking of, there might be a D and, in there. <laughs> and then they lost uh, Matt Harvey, so not much turnover for that team. But no, uh, what are we expecting? The Same only way, the only way this team wins over like 62 games is if they call up the top prospects and they get a real run. Adley Rauschman is hurt, so the whole idea of him making it uh, spring training isn't going to happen, but he's not seriously hurt, so it's probably actually going to work out perfectly to delay his service time. Uh, he's a stud. He's a Bo Vladdy-level prospect that's a catcher that's also supposed to be elite defensively. Like He's supposed to be Buster Posey, basically. Like He's supposed to be really good, um, but he's a prospect. You also have Grayson Rodriguez. Like They have some high, high-end prospects. Are they going to actually pitch for this team? DL Hall, like the, some of the pitchers you might see at some point this year. Is it really going to matter with the rest of the guys they're fielding? Like, let me pull this up because I have, uh, I had the, like the projected what the teams are going to be. I actually think I del- I got rid of the Orioles one because it's so bad. Like, I have the fan graphs open if you want to just read their projected lineup. Yeah, like, like Nick, like uh, Mullins is good. I was going to say Nick Mullins, uh, said Cedric Mullins. Nick Mullins quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, no. Cedric Mullins is great. Trey Mancini's a great story who, you know, if they don't want to cheat him, he'll play every day and get paid properly. Uh, But then you have, like, Mountcastle's interesting. But, right? Austin Hayes got really hot at the end of the year. Looked like he could be a thing. Like, these are all former top prospects, too. 
but none of them like Anthony Santander. He was super hot in the shortened season and then he's cooled off and he hasn't really been good since. Right? Like uh, again, it's it's gonna be based on the kids because a lot of the guys they have right now are warm bodies and they're fillers. Yeah, this is gonna be another year where they just stink and get another top pick. It was interesting that they tried to get Carlos Correa. They seriously made an offer of like of what he wanted, a 10-year, $300 million offer, but he didn't want to be a part of that team for whatever reason. Um, but th- they clearly have a plan. You know, They're building something, and it's just this year being bad, it's part of it. Yeah, like Correa would have made sense for them because, again, they have all those young players. So it's like hopefully in year three – they've now established themselves with Correa and then Correa is only like 29, 30. So he's still in his like basically right in his prime as the kids. Like, that's why I could see Baltimore doing something like that, but that's not this year. You know what I mean? Like if we see something fun and interesting for Baltimore and they're a little competitive, it's because a lot of those kids are up and they're performing in their first go around in the big. So we might see some of their top prospects. They might be bad in their first go around in the bigs because I mean, not everyone's Juan Soto. I, even our young guys, like Vladi wasn't a superstar his first year. Like, it takes some time. Like, you're going to just have to deal with the Rudy Nordeaux for a while. That's the one thing I'm looking forward to with this team. The only thing I care about, we might see him 19 times this year, Again, which is yeah. just incredible. He's, oh, God. I don't know how I he continues to get jobs. Uniform, though. I think he they fit perfectly there. He looked hilarious with his shaved head and no beard and weird ears. I just, I don't know. Rugden Odor is just really an easy target. That's the low-hanging fruit. Yeah. But with this with this division, do you think, like, because you know they had the prospects, is that going to affect their timelines at all where they say, look, it's going to take us a couple years anyway. There's no point in even starting service time for no, any No, that's, that's why I'm saying that's if they're up, yeah. right? Like, it, it could be get September or so. It would be well, and it could get so ugly that there's no point of bringing them up, that you don't really want them up when they're losing a hundred games, right? Like that's another thing that might end up playing into it is they're so bad by the time some of the kids would be ready to come up that they just don't want them in that environment. Cause that's happened before. We've, we've even heard the blue Jays talk about not wanting to call them up when the blue Jays were bad. Right. And Buffalo was like a really like deep playoff team. Yeah, at that so, time, if I remember correctly, like they didn't. Well, like, I think it was New Hampshire. Like success. they had one in New Hampshire, and I think that might have been the year that some of them were graduating to Buffalo. Like, yeah, exactly. Like they might want some of these guys to come up together. I know they've done that with Rushman and some of the pitchers. So when it, he's really the first domino, once he comes up, you could start seeing the pitchers because those are guys he's going to work with, and they got John Means, and that's really the guy. Jordan Lyles is just innings. Like he's not been good the last few years. He's lit, like he pitches a lot of innings, but he's been think Tanner Rourke. I'm not even joking. Like his ERA has been six or seven. I, I will pull it up right now. His, his projections are like yeah, he's, he's garbage. Five, yeah. He's just a guy who eats innings, gives up yeah. a million home runs. He consistently pitches innings. He just exact a million home runs. Like Tony, that's the best way to describe he's perfect it. Perfect like, for this team. They just need a guy to throw innings. Harvey, uh Harvey's He's gone. the Harvey replacement. He's the cheap. Yeah innings right like that's what he is and that's what you need on teams that are bad like this you need a guy to just go out there and and wear it essentially yeah anything else about the orioles because i think we're beating a dead horse here win total it seems like a under or nothing 
but you know, you, this looks like a hundred loss. That's a hundred. That's hundred two losses. They got to get to hit that under. No, oh. gonna, they got to lose a hundred games, and they're like, oh yeah, well, sixty two. They'll be over, right? So they'd have to lose a hundred and one games, but they have to, yeah. Toughest division in baseball. They're not trying to win, so it, it sounds like, like it, an under to me. Exactly, like it's very possible that the top of this division beats the absolute hell out of the Orioles. So yeah, I'm with Tony. Move on to really like uh, you could argue a few teams being fourth best team in the AL East. I don't even know if I agree with this. Just going by Vegas win totals. Boston Red Sox, 85 and a half wins uh, last season. They went the furthest at any team in this division, uh, losing the ALCS. Uh, they made a lot of additions. Uh, Trevor Story, Matt Strom, Rich Hill, James Paxton, Michael Walker, Jackie Bradley Jr. But aside, of- but aside from Trevor Story. A lot of media. Who's in, I was going to say, exactly. Who? What, what are those days? They did a lot of meh, but it, the story thing kind of tied a lot of it together. Yeah. They didn't do the story thing. This looks a lot different, in my yeah. opinion. Sorry to cut you off. Thing. You you continue, because the story thing, there's something I want to bring up about it yeah. immediately yeah. after. But yes, and continue. The guys they lost, like, they lost Erod, which is, you know. That's big for them. That's huge. Yeah. Look at the guys they brought With in the compared to him. They have. It's, it's big. Uh, Ottaveno, uh, I think Danny Santana's still a free agent. And then Hunter Renfro. So, We'll argue, we can talk about now. You want to talk about the story first and see so, just how much he makes this lineup even better than last season. It is enough to carry what the pitching is. Story offensively is a huge ad for them. Him playing second base so that you can leave Xander Bogarts at shortstop so that the left side of your infield is Devers and Bogarts. I have no idea what, like, I get, I get the whole idea of Bogarts can opt out and you want to keep him happy and yada, 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 yada. That is not the best defensive infield. Your two worst infield defenders are on the left side of the infield. That's just that's just facts. Like both of them are average at best. Endeavors and Bogarts. They're both bat first players and they're both great hitters. But they're bat first players. So to put Story at second base to me makes no sense. So that I think is going to hurt them. You're going to see defensively those two guys it's not optimal the way that they're setting up the lineup. And then you look at Bobby Dalbeck at first base, who's young. So he's super athletic, but his problem was footwork. That's kind of important when you play first base. That's really the most important thing about first base, right? Is your footwork around the bag. So your infield defense is not ideal. And your outfield defense is fine, but you're going to put Jackie Bradley Jr. in a corner. Right? Like, he's projected to be their right fielder at the moment. And does that make any sense to you? Like, Kike's good, but, like, is he that good at center field? That, are they actually, they're not doing that, are they? That's kind of, like, yeah. That doesn't make any, why would they do that? I, dude, it's, Alex Cora does weird things. They said Verdugo was the right fielder, and he played most of his games in left field last year. I, I don't, I'll believe that when I see it. Well, now, there's also the whole thing about Fenway, where right field is harder than center field, and that's why Mookie Betts played right field. And, like, they talk themselves into shit like that. Uh, I've seen, I right? You you remember when they talked about shit like that, right? <laughs> I mean, Bradley was the best even at that time. So, and he played center. So I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know. And they always had someone who sucked and left. Yeah. It was a bat first, right? So I just, and Verdugo was good defensively. And then they screwed with, like, I don't, I don't get what they're doing. Alex Cora has won a World Series. 
they were also stealing signs. But well, they're, they're scoring. <laughs> they're scoring enough runs. The defense that's is worried about. Well, see, here's the thing: their offense is going to be really good. If it's because it just got like better. Top, top three or four. Yeah, it, it just got I, better. I was just I was just it's, saying to see before this could be almost as good as ours, if not like on yeah. that same plane. Like yeah. it's not that crazy. To they got well. Thing. See, they got they got balance too with lefties and right. Like they have stuff like. The, the the interesting thing with them is like their issue is their starting pitching and defense. That's that's where the win total fluctuates massively for the Boston Red Sox. But but these were also issues last year too, right? I know you're saying the thing about Evaldi regression and not believing in Sale or Paxton even. Really yeah, like, I'll, too I'll much, eat but... it. I'll eat it on saying I wanted to see what their offense is going to be. I'll eat that. Their offense is phenomenal. It was unbelievable last year, and it got better this year. But you add Trevor Story to it. I'll eat that. I will 100% double down on Nate Evaldi. Not like he almost pitched. A, okay. We were talking about this before. I want to pull up Nate Evaldi's fan page. Cause we were quite literally talking about this. So he is 32 years old this year. And last year was the first time that he had pitched over 154 innings since 2014. Okay. It's the first time he's made 32 starts since 2014. I never said Nate Ivaldi was a bad pitcher. I said Nate Ivaldi has a history of not being available. He's probably like him and Chris L are their best pitchers. Both of them, you don't know how many innings you're going to get out of them. Chris L is going to miss the start of the season with a stress fracture in his ribs. Now it's not an arm injury, so that's nice. When he's been in the lineup, he's been good. Or when he's been on the mound, he's been good. But do you know what you're going to get out of both of those guys? Do you rely on Nick Pavetta to continue the bounce back he had? It was a really nice one, and he's a Canadian kid, and I would kind of hope. Right? Tanner Hawk. Hawk. The way that they treat him, gee, is he actually going to start this year, or are they going to use him in the bullpen in both? Rich Hill's 42 years old. Michael Walker's not very good. And James Paxton is coming back at some point, and he hasn't really pitched in two years. Like, that's that's... What do you guys think? Like that's their starting rotation. It's a whole bunch of question marks. They're two best guys. You don't know how many games you're going to get out of them. Yeah. It was weird. Weird. No, Sorry, you're... I was going quick. If I saw this rotation like the Rays or something, I'd be more concerned for because just of how that team is. But just because of the Red Sox, I guess what they've had the last few years, you're just kind of looking at this like, how is this going to work? Like they might get one of these guys to bounce back and, yeah. and be and, consistent for them. But how are they all going to just have a consistent well, rotation that's that's decent even? And the left side of the infield isn't going to help any of these pitchers. It's not gonna help anybody. Well, those are um Evaldi and Pavetta are fly ball guys, right? Aren't they? But it, yeah. it well, that doesn't really matter. The thing is, yeah, looking at this depth chart, it's horrible, honestly. You you go after Evaldi and even maybe Pavetta as a stretch. The way their team is built, they're relying on sale to be amazing, be an yeah. And sale to be a true number one and Evaldi to be their number two, where you can just be like, Well, we're gonna get six or seven out of those two and we'll figure out the rest yeah the, the bullpen's not terrible you can get by with that bullpen but the rotation the addition was very nice in my opinion yeah yeah that was that's nice to add whitlock Sick. a lot a lot of talent there he looked good ball. last year yeah now granted barnes was phenomenal the year before like and it's they're relievers yeah and if you look at this this division the yankees bullpen is still good even though we don't know what chapman is anymore and Britain's not there. Like they still had a bunch of guys that came up last year and were good. Like a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah. 
So, yeah. So. And the Rays are the Rays. Like, all of the Rays bullpen arms. They got, like, 15 guys that could be good this year. Like, this is a deep... Yeah. This it's, is a not deep like, it's not a big weakness on any of the teams in this division, which is interesting. But, yeah, this rotation, you're, you're telling me you're counting on Michael Waka to be, like, give you a lot of innings and production. Rich Hill, right? Like, this is, this is what I mean. There's yeah. a lot of guys who just who haven't done it consistently. And the two guys that have done it, you can't count on. Well, the so, thing is, this team, they we could see they could make a trade. Oh, yeah. Well, it's they could exactly. add somebody during the year. And they then have, that, then we'll see from yeah, there. Yeah, they have plenty of point, it's bad. Yeah. And how, have, how involved in talks were they for any of these bigger pitchers this offseason? Because I heard a lot of Red Fox fans complaining about how inactive they were they until the story they were. Didn't sound like they were in on anything. I didn't anyone. hear much from that either. That's what I was asking. But like, like the only big guys that sounded like they were in on were Freeman, like last second, and then all of a sudden Trevor Story. Are they going to just have Blank to prove Ray, to their front office again that they can compete with the rest of these Giants in this division before they really commit to like adding more pitching to this team? Because if, if they're you, like five hundred at the deadline, are they just going to be like, ah, fuck it, what are we gonna, what are we gonna do? Really? If, if you watch the way that like John Henry, their owner, has run this team. He'll spend a fuck ton of money all at once and they'll win and then quickly dismantle it. Like very quickly dismantle it. And then they'll win again. Like think about think about the series, like the, the fluctuations they've gone to. When they won a World Series and then they were awful. And then they won a World Series and then they were bad. Like it's that that's it's kind like of what happened. taking the Marlins year by year, though, like just condensing it together. Except they like have more money. To, except they yeah, have they more money. They can rebuild like, way quicker. It's just, exactly. Yeah. So it's. Ex- so they, they they can go get the prospects and draft well, but then at the same time, they can throw money at people when they feel like it's their time. So it was interesting to me that they didn't do that because do they maybe not feel it's their time? Yeah. I don't know. They could have been a player for Kikuchi or something at least. But That's like, what I was going to – maybe does that not fit let, like their style of infield? Though? Like that'd be an issue if he's – No, but that's – grab balls to the left side. And just, exactly, right? That's that's a big issue. If you look at that, they got like they got strike the guys that are supposed to be strikeout guys because they don't want the ball put in play. So we'll see what happens. Like if the, if you know if Chris Sale makes thirty starts and Nate Avoli makes thirty starts, well then yeah, with this offense, this team could be really good. If those guys don't, I, like we've watched Blue Jays baseball when you didn't know, like when DJ Zoik and Tanner, like we've we've seen. This story before we've seen good offenses not matter before, and that could happen to the Red Sox. Like that's why I think they're the ones that have the like they have probably the biggest variance because if they do stay healthy, they could be really good. They could be first. Yeah, like they really could be. Like Chris Sale's a former Cy Young winner. Like we've seen what Nate Avaldi can do when he stays healthy. It just never happens, but we've seen what he can do. Right? It's. Yeah, it was the same talking where last year where I think we we all said like this team's either going to be the best in division or worst in division because they can have that variance with the way their ownership views the team and with the way this pitching staff is just so unreliable. But yeah, now, I just I look at that lineup and I I love all like in fantasy I like all those players. Like last oh, year yeah. I think I had three Boston Red Sox. I just like everything about them I like and I just it is it is weird that they don't view their window as open with the way they've treated this rotation and. You know, from, from the looks of their offense, it's like they're really ready to win. I will say there is a chance, like, say Xander Bogut gets hurt and they move Trevor Story over to shortstop and he looks really good. 
because he's, you know, like metrics wise and defensive run saved and whatever you want to look at, he's basically the second or third best shortstop, depending on metrics of the last few years. And the guy in front of him is Abby Baez. And Abby Baez isn't even a shortstop full time because he was playing second sometimes with the Cubs and they were moving him around. But like he was the dude who was the best. And then it's Carlos, like it's Carlos Correa, Trevor Story. Like they're all right there in terms of defensive value. So if that happens, if that switch happens at some point this season, because if you moved Bogert to second base, I'm convinced he would be better defensively because his issue is kind of, it's part of it's been his arm and part of it's been his range, but you have substantially less worries about both of those things at second base. So that's like, that's how their defense gets a lot better. But Bogert's being able to opt out and the way that they've kind of played this, this whole, like since they've signed him and talking about how Xander is their shortstop, um, I wouldn't hold out hope that they do the smart thing. So we'll see what happens. But the status thing, they're not going to move the World Series champion. And home even, guy. yeah, even. All-star. Really good baseball player. I, and it's like Derek Jeter. Yeah, it's the same. same thing. Back. I was going to say, it's like Derek Jeter not moving up. Yeah. Uh, I just got to get out of this weird comments thing so I can see you guys. Okay. Hey, let's uh, move on. Anything else on their socks? Yeah, before we move I think on. we're good. Yeah. Unless you By the way, if you're on Twitter deal. now, the corrected YouTube links out. I had the Twitch one under the YouTube. Ah, uh, okay. On the, on the Twitter video live. So if you're confused why that says that, it's because I'm an idiot. <laughs> so I'm looking at it right now. now. I'm like and retweet this. So should we, we, we talked enough Red Sox. You go on to the, well, no, well, me and well, do you want to make a prediction on this? Because I, here's the thing. If it happens the way I think it is and those guys get hurt and they're not playing. Yeah. They're like, they're probably over, but they could be like an 86 win team. Cause their offense you know, is so I, bad. I actually want to know what's your JD Martinez. Prediction? No, I told I you, I, no, no, I told you I was wrong. I was very wrong. And JD Martinez is not done because apparently he always looks absolutely atrocious in spring training and i didn't know that and he looked really good so i was very wrong about that but i'm doubling down on nate Evaldi. i will not take that bat i do not care okay i think we, at the end we'll make a list the three of us will all make an, a five of the division in an order okay yeah we'll do it at the end well, well we already spoiled the last place team well yeah it's we're the only people saying that <laughs> We'll go on to the Rays now. Um, the most confusing team every year. Well, not really confusing. They just always over-exceed whatever you expect. Based yeah. On the roster on paper. Uh, additions, Jason Adam, Brooks, Rayleigh, uh, Corey Kluber, Harold Reynolds, Ramirez. Uh, they lost Jordan Luplo, jo- Joey Wendell, Mike Brosso. I fuck a lot of these names up. I don't really care. Wendell, uh, Brosso. Chase Rowe, Chaz Rowe, Tommy Hunter, Michael Walker, David Robertson, Colin McHugh, and Chris Archer, which interesting contract he got yesterday. But uh, what do we think again with the the Rays? Are they going to repeat the division, or do we finally see the the powerhouses of the AL East financially start to take over what the Rays have been able to do, especially the last few years? I think they're going to be fine. Like it, their issue is again, like see, here's the thing: you can do the same thing we were doing uh, with the Red Sox pitching staff. The only difference is. Shane McClellahan is a left, like McClellan, McClanahan is a left-hander that throws like he's thrown 104. 
I'm I'm not going to bet against that. Drew Rasmussen looked really good coming back from TJ last year. Luis Patino throws a hundred. Shane Baz made playoff starts. Like, granted, he's having that arthroscopic surgery on the elbow, but they're like cleaning something out, so he's supposed to be ready for May. Uh, Patino had a sore shoulder, but he's supposed to be fine. Like, they have all these young arms that are really dangerous, and then they go get Corey Kluber. And again, we were talking about like again, we were talking about guys bouncing back. Corey Kluber on the Rays, you go, oh shit, did the Rays know something? Like, are they going to put an opener in front of him, and he's only going to pitch like 120 innings, but he's not going to get hurt this year, and he's going to be really good? Is Ryan Yarbrough going to be back? Is he going to bounce back? Because he's been a guy that's haunted the Jays for years. Even when he's been bad against the league, he's been really good against the Jays. And last year was just a bad year for him in general. And the, the Jays actually teed off on him finally. But I look at this this team, and it's like, they, they are pretty fucking good. Like, those arms are really interesting. Their bullpen is ridiculous. It's going to be a whole bunch of guys to throw 100. Like, sure, Pete Fairbanks is going to is going to miss, but he didn't play much last year or he did pay. He wasn't very good last year. He was really good in the shortened season, but he wasn't great last year. So it's just, I, you, you look at their offense too, and you're like, their offense is pretty good. Their defense is elite, right? Like Wander Franco, like this is potentially of like a, one of the best players in baseball level prospect. Like look at the contract that he just got and he's barely played. And the way that they platoon people, Right, like you can see G-Man Choi being really good because he only plays against righties and he hits like 270 with like a 380 on base. That's like a nine-something OPS because he only plays against one side. Like that's how the Rays are going to function. Do I sound crazy here? Because I think they're going to be just as good. No, they, they always figure it out. Even though their rotation is filled with guys who are not going to throw that many innings, they're really good pitchers. Yeah. They're going to throw great innings when they do, and the bullpen is amazing. Even though they lost Colin McHugh, who was amazing last year, he yeah, the Braves. But it doesn't it doesn't matter with them. They just seem to figure it out. Even though looking at their roster compared to everyone else, it looks underwhelming. And this is some of the best stuff they've had in the rotation in a long time. Because think about it, they've had a lot of guys like Ryan Yarbrough that kind of like slop tossers that they put an opener in, and they have Glasnow as like the only one that starts. He's going to miss basically the entire season because of the way he had Tommy John. Like if he comes back at all, the Rays are going to use him out of the bullpen for an inning or two. And that's in September just because he had TJ in August. And then he had uh, a procedures. So he's not even like on his ankle, like a very minor one to clear out like bone spurs or whatever. Like he's only off a couple of weeks, but that's going to impact his throwing enough that that pushes him back a couple more weeks. And he was super tight to even make this rotation, but this is the best stuff they've had in a rotation in a long, long time because yeah. all you guys, oh. Oh, am I back? Okay. You're back. But, like, Baz is a top prospect. Sh- Sh- McClanahan is a, a graduated top prospect. Same win with Patino, right? Like, they have some really talented arms this year. They're going to do what they do in platoon guys. Plus, you know what their issue is? Well, maybe they could use an extra outfield bat, right? Oh, they got Josh Lowe, who's like a, what, number 30 prospect and all. Like, they have a guy. <laughs> they always have a guy. They got Fidel Brujan, who's going to be their bench piece, who's a top 100 prospect. So what if he starts every day and just takes over one of the positions and, and is really good because it's the Rays and that shit happens all the time. So I, again, they, what, thank God they didn't sign Freeman. That's the, the that's what I mean because that would have been even worse. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh my God, now they're really good. So I, I I look at the Rays and I don't see them. I I don't I can see a way that they're bad, but I don't see it happening. Kevin Cash is great. Their front office is great. They just they they make every dollar count and they always seem to be good 
like in situations like this, I think they're going to be pretty fucking good. And I can't think of many reasons that they wouldn't be. Is Wander Franco starting in the all-star game this year? Oh, shortstop's going to be a hard position to win that at. How's he going to start with Bo there? Wow. It's like a good question. <laughs> I like it. I like it, Theo. Shortstop's pretty deep in the American League. So. Carlos Correa, like this. Yeah, what was the uh, MLB uh, rankings? Did you see that yet? Top 10 uh, shortstops? Uh, no, those, those MLB it. rankings have been bad. I like Some it. of them I have really been like, pretty wild. I like getting upset with them when I see them. Yes. Oh, you don't like the shredder? What? The oh, sh- yeah. They no. call it the shredder. It's the non-biased uh, computer that puts the top 10 together. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoy watching them. Are, are you definitely going to be an all-star this year? I, I'm going with over. Like I'm just going to. We're going to do this at the end, Steve. We're going to. We're going to. We're going to do the whole thing, right? I don't know. Well, we're we, going to order our stand. Yeah, we're going to order it. But I'm saying the oh, Tampa okay, Bay yeah. Rays. Like I, I think they're a 90 win team, so I'm going over. Yeah, I mean, like, I can't see. I, I can see four teams again in the AL East being 90. And why wouldn't the Rays be part of that? I well, think there's a chance that they're even active at the deadline more than they usually like. I think mm-hmm. this could be a season where we're surprised that the Rays are. They were trying to sign Freddie Freeman. Like they were trying. I'm very concerned about that. That made me think this race team has a little bit of a different. Like, oh shit, maybe there's going to be another piece that comes in. All the money's coming off their books. That's not Wander Franco and his the way his contract's structured. Like Kevin Kiermaier, I believe this is the end of his deal. Like that, and he's the only one left that they pay. Right, like young guys now. Exactly, like this team is set up to be insanely cheap. That's, I think, why they were they were willing to just throw that money at Freddie because they're like, they're, "Fuck, you're the only one we're gonna sure we'll give you thirty million dollars because we're not paying anybody anything else." Oh, and when Wander Franco's contract gets expensive, you will be done. Like that's, I think that's how they were looking at it. And yeah, sure, we'll give you, you six years. You want the extra time? Who gives a shit? Like I think that's what the Rays were thinking because they have such a good young team that's going to be around for a while, making no money. And they have more prospects coming because they're the race. Stay away from Jose Ramirez because if that's the only Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky. I'm just saying. Put that evil on me. No, no, no. no. Yeah, they're the only ones who can pull that off better than the Jays. That's what I was getting at with the deadline. No, 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 no. no, no. That's the concern I have. No, no, no. No, no, no. Don't put that in the air. That's it. (laughs) That's it. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that, Theo. Fuck that. That might break this podcast. I don't think we do... Like we we do a whole show just on Steve like screaming about that because yeah yeah that'd be one of those like that that'd now. be the meme it's like roll over tries not to cry cries a lot yeah but yeah it's uh you know they're an annoying fucking team I hate teams that don't spend like this and they can find a way because I really yeah. wish you know we well, could implement some of that in our system which we kind of have but like they do it to such a level that no other team is really <laughs> able to replicate it so, exactly so that's yeah. Can go to the most fun team in the AL East. The the Tell really we're doing the Jays. <laughs> you see, we're getting it. In. Said the most fun team. It's yeah, definitely the most, the most, the most fun team to talk about. I love the Jays. I think the most fun team to watch. The most fun team to talk about is always the New York Yankees because they're yeah. a fucking disaster. They're they're a dumpster every year. Their win total ninety one and a half this year. They're so bad they win ninety games every year, but everyone <laughs> still thinks of it as they suck. Is that's it, the amazing. problem when you spend as much as they spend and you're you barely you have one World Series. No, but that's game. the thing. Like, they that's... don't spend as much as they can. They they spent it interestingly this year. I'll say that like they. They haven't been like that. Like, let's just pay ten million over anyone else is asking, and 
and do that. It's been like a you haven't done that in a, a long weird time. Kind of moves, yeah. Like it's it's been yeah. like the league's kind of caught up to their style of of how they handle things. But their off season, um, they Marvin Gonzalez, Josh Donaldson, Isaiah uh, Isaiah kind of for Lefa, Jose Peraza, Shelby Miller. Nothing major like it. it Donaldson's the biggest one. Is a major move, Josh Donaldson. But I'm, t- I'm talking about like what they were. Th- talking of doing before oh, yeah, okay. like they were they were talking about like this is going to be their offseason how they last year ended for them they were going to do everything they josh johnson was their biggest move i think well, that disappointed so they were going to get fans. a shortstop that's yeah they were gonna get correa or seager exactly and then all of a sudden no matter what yeah that's what was the plan and then all of a sudden it became well actually we trust the guys we have in the system well, I, think that was all, I think that was more of the fan perspective was we need a stud shortstop, but the Yankees always internally were like, we have Volpe coming up. We don't want to block them. So we're yeah. going to either only do short-term deals on those guys or another position. What's truly interesting to me is like, are any of their catchers going to be able to hit? I know they'll finally have defensive catchers. I know one that hits against the Blue Jays at least. Oh, well, I, like, Gashioka, I like yeah. that about. Yeah. I like that about. I, what that's the do. thing. The guys they lost though aren't guys that we were high on. Like, no, for like them, they like got Gary Sanchez exactly. and Shiller, We were like those guys are incredibly overrated. So yeah. getting rid of those guys and replacing them with like Adonis a risk, obviously age wise, injury wise, but like with guys who are are probably better. And Connor Falefa is a good defender. He's a nine hitter. That's he's a good defender. He's a nine hitter. That's what he is. It's Josh like, Donaldson, sorry, Tony, go. No, I was just going to say, the log- it's like the logic that I was saying with bringing Jackie Bradley to the Blue Jays. Their lineup on paper is so good that you can have defensive first guys, a catcher and shortstop, and still be okay. You know, if they have Falefa, a gold glover, a shortstop, and then Rortvet is this elite defender. like He's hurt, though. Yankees. So they're going to be – it's it's going to be Higashioka and uh, Rob Brantley, probably. All right, well. That's not, I guess that's not ideal. And, and Rortved also hit like 170 in the minor. Like he also did like this. Uh, or he hit like 170 in the majors. And he hit like 220 in the minors. Like, what, what, what did we say about the Yankees last year? And, and for a few years, it's like their defense is terrible. You have Glaber playing short, horrible. He can't yeah. do it. Well, Gary and, Sanchez is a joke, a catcher. And they fix those problems. It will. Exa- you got Rizzo, who's a good defensive first baseman. Lemay, who's a Gold Glover at second base. You have a potential Gold Glover in Kiner Falefa. You got a guy like Josh Donaldson, still really good at third base. He's not. He's not a Gold Glover anymore. And you know, at thirty six years old, we're gonna see how many games he plays at third base because I think he could play a bunch of games at DH because he might have to. And see, that's where it gets really interesting for me because. You want to talk about injury prone? Like, how often does Aaron Hicks play baseball? And they gave him that huge long. When he contract. plays, he plays in the two hole, though. Yeah, he's a good. The idea of Aaron Hicks is very good. Yeah, 60, 60 games a season where he's great. He's really good. He's got a defense. He's a switch hitter. He's yeah, power. Yeah, he's great on paper for the sixty games. Fantastic. <laughs> he's, just, he's always hurt. But now yeah. they have. Uh, who do they have? Well, they got Gallo, Gallo, and Judge. You got Judge and Stanton, and Stanton. So that, like, in when when Hicks misses time with injury, they're putting Judge or Gallo in center, surrounding them with the other two, and that's a nice offensive outfield. I don't know about center field was okay. Yeah, like Tim Tim LaCastro is interesting. Um, he's healthy. He's fast. Uh, we'll see if he's more of the breakout in the. 
shortened season or if he was the guy that couldn't hit before he tore his ACL. So it'll be interesting to see what he actually is for the Yankees. I want to talk about this rotation. That's see, here's the thing. Uh, They got a bunch of guys where it's just like, Garrett Cole, there's your ace. Jordan Montgomery, pretty nice. Luis Severino's pitched 12 innings in three seasons. Jamison Tyon, great story. Canadian kid. He's had two Johnny Tommy Johns and cancer. Like it's like you're talking about like, like there are other things that have stopped him from being on the baseball field. It's a medical miracle. Right? Like think about the things he's gone through medically. Exactly. Like you're actually kind of close there. And Nestor Cortez, is that a real thing? I like him a lot. I really like him. Well, he was you know like the like? savior a lot down the stretch well, last year. You know who I'm interested in? Luis Gill and David Garcia. How good are they really, and how often are they going to play? Is Clark Schmidt anything? Tyone, Tyone, another year off of Tommy John. You would think he'd be healthier. He, he was pretty good for them last year. Yeah. But right? He kind of so hard at the end. But I think another year my, of rehab and getting in shape, I think he'll be better. Yeah. But again, you're not talking about the guy that was drafted second overall. You're talking about a guy that's going to be. At his best, what, a number three? At his very best, he's a nice number three for you. That's kind of thing with Jordan Montgomery. At his very best, he's a really nice number three. Yeah. Garrett Cole's your number one. I don't know what you're going to get out of Severino. I don't know what Nestor Cortez is long-term because he's not a guy that throws very hard. He's in the zone. Like He was very effective. It's just he's been DFA'd how many times? We talked about this last time, like the amount of times that he'd been. Like even the, the Yankees DFA'd him a couple of times and got him off the roster. So it's he had a nice... Major League debut. I want to see what that is, if that's, you know, real. So, like, they have some issues. They, though, at, at the top, though, they have Garrett Cole. Jordan Montgomery is reliable, right? You have at least – this is the difference, whereas you can look at those two guys, too, and injury-wise, you're like, they're probably going to play. Yeah, injuries happen in baseball, and something might happen. They've been pretty, pretty reliable. Jordan Montgomery, the only time he missed time was the, was Tommy John. Other than that, he's not a guy that has a bunch of, you know, little nagging injuries. Yeah, I think this is a really good team. That, that team that got better. And uh, I know we always they always have their injury problems or whatever. But now they have a full year of Gallo and a full year of Rizzo to go with the rest of that lineup. It's pretty scary. Yeah, it's think this- be- because they have two places where you're looking at pretty much zeros offensively. Like Connor Falefa is fine, but he's he's a nine hitter and your catcher is not going to hit at all. What's going to be interesting is when someone gets hurt. And then the bottom of your lineup is three guys that can't hit. Because we've seen that with the Blue Jays where the top of your lineup is really good. And then you have three guys at the bottom that can't really hit. And you see how innings die and rallies die. That's going to be fascinating to me with the way the Yankees are set up. Well, they have the depth in the infield. With yeah, like no, no, that's why if everyone's healthy, if everyone stays healthy, you look at this team and you're like, you can definitely deal with like pretty much one zero at catcher. We're talking about a guy that's going to be like pretty like Connor Falefa. I, I talk as a nine hitter, but he could be like a hundred W, like an average hitter with a great glove. I don't know what the hell their catchers are going to give them. I really don't. Other than defense, because you know that's what they're like. That that's what they're leaning on, and it's the American League East. Right, like having holes in your lineup, it, it doesn't play well in this division. 
And that's the, the one thing I want to ask you guys. And I think we kind of talked about it off air. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but where do you rank the Yankees offense in division? Because we're talking about Boston. And I think just as a strict offense, that, that offense is better. And I don't know if that's a crazy take. And no, I, I That's agree. a nationally I'm, I'm agreed upon take. I will, like not crazy, like miles better. I just, I would, I would take that lineup over the Yankee lineup. Well, because like Vasquez, like offensively, like you want to talk about good defense. that's like, okay. Offensively, like there's the comparable to kind of Falefa at the bottom of the order. And then Jackie Bradley jr. Versus whatever the hell the Yankees catchers are. Jackie Bradley jr. Has actually got a better history than whatever the hell the Yankees catchers are. And then if you talk about the rest of the lineup, they're pretty close, but like the, the Red Sox at their best, also have like they have power speed on base average like if trevor story bounces back like that's a guy that hits close to 300 steals 30 bags and hits 30 bombs like that's you don't get that in baseball very often right like they they have a lot of the end they got some left-handed bats which the yankees now have but they have guys that put the ball in play a little bit more often because gallows great in theory his OPS can be eight seven. No, no, no more shifts against him anymore. Well, no, his OPS can be like nine hundred, and I get it. Don't get me wrong; batting average is not the most important stat. But when you hit below the Mendoza line, I'm sorry, that matters. I disagree. You're talking to the biggest Joey Gallo fan over there. No, but like again, you can have like if that's if your lineup is a bunch of guys that hit. And that's your like your weak point. Well, fuck, Joey Gallo is an unbelievable weak point. But you have two guys that can't hit, and one guy that's going to strike out like three hundred times and potentially hit under two hundred. Yeah, he's going to hit forty dingers, and his OPS is probably going to be eight fifty plus. Well, as long base is like three fifty. No, but that's what I mean. His, his OPS is going to be like eight fifty plus because he's going to get on base. You're going to hit it really fucking hard. But when you like when he's struggling and can't hit a baseball, and then you have two zeros potentially in your line like you're you're turning a you're starting to find more outs in the yankee lineup than then when you look at the red Sox lineup that's what i'm saying that's where i de- differentiate it's close but that's kind of where i differentiate. and that's the thing too because you're saying like i think people kind of just assume this yankee offense is going to be what it is but then you look at the rotation it's like if this offense is hurt again and you have a rotation where maybe you can't trust more than cole and i guess like Montgomery for some starts. It's just like yeah. nothing inspires like, oh, this is an elite yeah. team for well, me. I know defensively they got so much better. I know the moves were smart, but I just don't know through 162 that this team's going to be healthy enough for that to matter well, enough. I think Donaldson is really the X factor of everything. Because if you get 140 games out of him, he gives you 30 home runs, his 900 OPS. They're definitely better than the Red Sox. Well, the thing is, is he has to do that. Judge has to stay healthy. Stay, like, they have a lot of guys that you're count. It's it's actually their offense is kind of what like what we were talking about with the Red Sox pitching staff. Like if these guys stay healthy, right? Judge stays healthy, Stanton stays healthy, Donaldson stays healthy, Aaron Hicks stays healthy. Like that, it's a that, much higher floor than the Red Sox rotation, though, in general. That's yeah. Much yes, higher but but you see where I'm getting at with this, right? Where it's like if these guys stay healthy, holy shit, they're good. What are the chances of all of them actually staying healthy? Well, it's possible. Definitely possible. I don't think it's that crazy. It's probably better that, you know, a handful of the guys I mentioned are healthier than Sale and uh, Evaldi, but I don't think it's a huge stretch. I really don't. So you guys on the – I think Tony's on the over. I'm on the under. He's talking. 
I, I think I'm, I'm on the under. Too. Yeah, I'm on the over. I'm I'm a, I'm a big Yankee fan, apparently. <laughs> He's the, I think it's just because go, Joey Gallo. If Joey Gallo wasn't on the team, well, have Gallo and Donaldson, like two of my like favorites. Two of Tony's guys. Yeah, two of my guys. You know how much I wanted Joey Gallo on the Blue Jays? We were all on the he Joey Gallo on the Blue Jays straight, uh, train. That would have made me so I would have bought a shirt immediately. I know. It would have been like two. You gotta, you gotta settle again. for for Google, for Google Yellow in there. So, um, I guess we we can wrap this up if you guys want to get to where you kind of look at the the AL East. Like, do you guys want to kind of go at it together or one by one? How do you? Because I see we'll, how we'll I go, we'll this. go one by one, make predictions, clip it when everything's wrong, and yeah, that's, okay. that's what we'll do. So, who wants to kick we'll, it we'll off? Go for, you can go first. All right. Like the way I look at this is, I think the Blue Jays are the best team in this division. I've talked about it for a couple of weeks now. I think they're the best team in this division. I think the Rays are pretty close to them just because the Rays are fucking infuriating. Like we, again, we talked about all the arms, the platoons, they always have prospects. Wander Franco could be one of the best players in baseball. Like that could be one of those. He's right there with Vlad and Acuna and Soto. Like this is very possible because they've talked about him. Tatis, they've talked about him like that. So I see Jays, Tampa really close to them. Like that's kind of, I see them, fighting for the top of the division. Uh, then below them, Yankees and Red Sox are really close to me, but I think they're below the Rays and the Jays just because the Jays, I think, and the Rays. I think there's less variance in the Jays and Rays than you're going to see in what could be the floor and ceiling of the Red Sox and Yankees. So I kind of have them behind. Um, do I see one is like clearly stronger than the other? No, because they both have, like, they have enough issues. And then the trash birds are dead last because they're again, they're not trying to win. Like Tony said. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fair. I guess, I don't know. I'm torn here on the Rays and Yankees. I know I can see myself in August thinking it was always the Rays. Why would I ever think anyone would be ahead of the race? Like they're amazing. They always figure it out. And the Yankees are still the Yankees. Yeah. That's another thing too. Aaron Boone is a clown. That's another thing to think about. Um, so, yeah, I'll probably, uh, obviously, Orioles last. I'll say Red Sox fourth. I think the rotation holes are severe at this point. Until they make an addition or Sale is healthy and proves he's legitimate, then maybe they can move up. But right now they're fourth. But I still think they're a playoff team. Uh, Yankees, I think, are third place because they'll somehow find a way to be there, even though they're just as talented as almost every team in baseball. I, I really like their roster. Um, then I guess Rays second, Blue Jays first. I think all four of them make the playoffs. I Yeah, I agree. It's very possible that all four could with expanded playoffs just because. Like unless unless the Angels win, in, which I think is a possibility as well. The Angels beat Boston for that other spot. Oh, yeah. But yeah, those are, those are my predictions. Yeah, I can't disagree too much. Um, I just think this is the year the Jays, like, we're going to stop. Here's the only thing that's bothered me. We'll talk about more in the Jays preview. I hate the promotion of, like, 91-win season last year. Like, we shouldn't be celebrating that shit anymore. That's we're now like, team. No, you missed the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. Like, why is that a thing? Like, no. A yeah, shit. you missed the playoffs. You should win. Like, this should be a 95-win team minimum this year. No, no. I'm, I, I'm not trying to hype up the expectations, but that's well, what the expectations should no, be. No, that appeals yeah. to nobody. Because what casual is watching that saying 91? Like, they're thinking, is that even good? Like they don't even know for sure if that's like a good number. 
Or they're like, holy shit, they won 91 games. How many games do they play in this sport? Like, that's something that a casual yeah. could also think. Yeah, exactly. But like, really stupid. No, no, role. but to, to build off what Theo's saying, the expectation is the division. It's not just to make the playoffs. Like, I've been talking about World Series window is right now. Like, no, there's no anything fucking around. Less than a World Series this year is a disappointment. And I'm, I'm, people are going to say, whoa, whoa, that's a little too much. No, because we wasted 2015, we wasted 2016 being happy with a fucking ALDS win against the Rangers, which was great in that moment. We had we a playoff baseball that. in like 20 some odd years, so but it was nice to be back. Now, no, though, like, it's a team you expect to be AL, good. If we lose the ALCS this year, I'm going to be pissed off because yeah. this is a team that should be in the World Series. Uh, saying all that, we, we have to win the division. We better win the division. That's my expectation. Second place, again, hard to not say the race. Uh, we talked so many reasons why they're the most consistent team. I think they're going to add a deadline, and I'm concerned they're going to add someone we're not going to mention right now. Uh, so that could be a problem. I think they're the closest competition. I am way higher on the Red Sox lineup. I think the Red Sox lineup is going to carry this team just like it did last year for the first three months. I think carries them enough where they convince themselves is sales back healthy now. Paxton's coming back. Let's add a pitch. I think it turns them into contenders. That's how good the offense is going to be early, and it turns them into a better team than the Yankees down the stretch. I think the Yankees, again, maybe on paper right now as a complete team with their rotation are probably better than Boston. I think they get hurt. I think this the same problems are going to happen this year, and they're all going to lose their minds. Uh, defensively, they should be better. Um, I think they're still going to make the playoffs. I think we're going to have four playoff teams, like Anthony said. But if I had to, if you had to ask me now, with the way I see it going, I think the Yankees are the fourth best team, and then and then Baltimore five. But you could interchange Boston, New York, Tampa, Toronto should be up there. But we better be on top because this is, has to be the year for us at this point. Yeah, I think we all agree on that. I'd be pretty shocked if the Jays weren't at least second. That exactly. Division. That's like maybe the Rays. You know, they do yeah. their thing, and we're second by a, a game or two. Like if the Rays go 105 wins, then okay, maybe it's like all right. I can't be too upset, but like, I mean, like we shouldn't be this 91 win promo. I want it off the air. Yeah, I don't like it. The most annoying thing I've ever I don't like it. It's it's time to win. It's time to aim higher. Like again, it was nice to make the playoffs in 2015, right? That was the goal. The goal was competitive baseball in September. Okay, so it was just nice to be part of everything. Now you're going into this expecting this to happen. So that's the big difference. Um, anything else you guys really wanted to get to? I think we kind of wrapped that up nicely. Put a bow uh, on no, it. No, did we say last week officially we will we will be doing an opening day stream? Um, we said we were thinking about it, but yeah, we we will be doing. We're going to do it. I, I have the. I, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be more of a casual watch along. We'll see how it works. If it goes well, we might do a few more. Hopefully we can. It, I yeah. don't know, being on air for three hours straight is good for any of us, but... Yeah, we'll see how we'll she goes. See. We'll see. Like, if you guys like it, we'll definitely do it and keep it up. But, yeah. So that's uh, that's definitely happening. We'll have the opening day stream on Friday. Uh, well, on the opening day Friday. Yeah, yeah. Next Tuesday will be the Jays preview. So. Exactly. We will tell you what, we, what stuff we're looking for for the Jays. Um, yeah, that's it. That's been this episode of the Toronto Until Podcast. Uh I'm Steve Artibello with Anthony Harris and Theo Giordano. As always, you can find us at our website, torontountilt.com. You can find us at our Twitter, at Toronto on Tilt. You can find us on Twitch where we stream live. Just search Toronto on Tilt. Of course, same thing for YouTube. Just search Toronto on Tilt. You can like, comment, subscribe, and tell your friends. And then finally, uh, our audio, anywhere that you get to podcasts, just search Toronto on Tilt. So search for us on Spotify, 
on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Bleaker, all of the things. Like, comment, subscribe, tell your friends. Blue Jays are the best team in this division.